It's alright to cry Crying gets the sad out of you It's alright to cry It might make you feel better Hello and welcome to another episode of Yoga for the Revolution, a show about self-care in the age of resistance. Today we'll be talking about Rosie Greer, riding the wave, and conversations with yourself. Really, I just want to talk about being sad, who's allowed to be sad, when we're allowed to be sad, and then we'll go over a couple of techniques to really allow our emotions to exist and how to survive that. So let's start out by saying this. I am white, American-born, college-educated person whose skill set is relatively valued in today's job market. I'm safe in my home. I do not fear for my direct and immediate health and safety in this country right now. I have support. I am not alone. I have the power to fight back, which is a privilege and a responsibility by almost every possible estimation. I am privileged. And all of those things are true. At the same time, that doesn't mean that I am unaffected by everything that is going on with our fellow humans in this country. I am affected um, by the swift degradation of all the truth I thought I knew, by the flagrant bigotry, by the swift and near complete empowerment of those who do not have this country's best interest at heart or its citizens. It makes me angry and it makes me sad. And sometimes that sadness just shows up. It could start by being sad about something else and then it becomes super sad about just everything. It comes in a wave and then I'm sad. And that sadness is heavy and it is layered and it is mixed with righteousness and ferociousness and also shame and hopelessness. And I get that this, all of this is a learning opportunity right? We've been shown a true mirror, not one fogged up by idealism or ignorance or elitism. Before this year, I really thought we were all good, kind of, that we were on the right path as a, as a collective citizenry. And that even though there was evidence all around me, police violence and voter ID fraud, you know, there's evidence. But I thought, I don't know, somehow I thought those were exceptions, that those facts didn't reflect the overarching reality when really they just didn't reflect my very specific individual reality. I'm learning. I have a lot to learn and I'm learning every day, um, learning what I could and should have done to support all women, all humans. I mean, my eyes are still opening. And if anything is good, then that is good. Um, This is where a lot of us are, just looking around and saying, oh, shit, okay, Uh, I didn't didn't get it before. And then maybe from there we can ask, where do we start? Let's get to work. Um, And that's great. All of that is good. I mean, I didn't, I'm not a a quote unquote podcaster. Uh, I work in advertising. I'm a creative director. I also teach yoga. I do writing for my job. So there's some of that. But I've really mostly written things for other people, for brands, found interesting ways to express how other people feel or to get other people to feel a certain way. But I wasn't called to write something 
kind of for myself or from myself and publish it, what would that say? And I don't know why anyone would care. It's only after the election that I thought, oh, you know, everyone's freaking out and you know, maybe I can help them breathe. There are things to do. You know, we can, we can breathe and we have to breathe. Otherwise, we'll all be overwhelmed. I wanted to give everyone yoga, give them compassion and tools, give you compassion and tools. And I wanted to do it in a way that's available to everyone. This is about emotional and neurological survival techniques. And that seems important to me. And I know some of it. There are people obviously who know a lot more, but I felt like I could translate it, take the tools I know and express it in a way that might help because I don't know how to stop police brutality. I don't know how to stop the administration from lying, but there are people out there, some of you, who do know how to do that. So I want to make sure that you guys are still breathing, right? That's why I talk into this mic. You know, I breathe, I ask you guys to breathe, and that's, that's my way of doing something. And today, I'm sad. So I'm being honest with you and telling you I'm sad. Because it's normal, it's human, and it's okay. We shouldn't get sad and let it all end there, right? Like, oh, now I'm sad, it's all over. We need to really ride that wave of emotion and come out the other side. It's not good to stay sad, but feeling sadness, that's, that's a part of life. And if I talk about it and you hear it, maybe you'll get that it's okay to be sad sometimes too. So I'll take another little personal aside and say this. I was a pretty uptight kid. I didn't like to miss school. There was just too much fear and anxiety that I would miss something and I didn't handle criticism well, perceived or real. I'm a little bit better about that now, but I remember one time I was upset about something. I have no idea what it was. I was crying and I did that a lot at that age. I just cried. I was a, <laughs> I was a cry baby. And there was some shame in that just as there still is for me a little bit now because I didn't always know why I was upset or didn't fully understand my own emotions and I just felt bad that I was sad. I mean, I was a kid, so very low self-awareness there. And I was crying and my dad came into my room and sat by my bed where I'm sure I had kind of dramatically hurled myself and hid under the covers and he said, you know, crying isn't so bad because it cleans all the crap out of your eyes. My dad said the word crap, which was like shock and awe. Um, it snapped me out of it a little bit. But more deeply than that, I think there, there is a real lesson in there, which is sometimes you just get sad and it's okay. And it's okay to cry and there's a release there. And then you take a deep breath and you move on. And if you need to cry to get it out, then do it. It's okay to feel it. And I'm even self-conscious saying all this because it feels vulnerable because of all the reasons I listed earlier, because I'm coming from where I'm coming from, do I even have a right to be sad? Is it okay for me to be sad? And I'm going to say this now to myself and to everyone. Yeah. Yes. Regardless of who you are or what your situation, shit is fucked up in this world. And sometimes it just makes you want to cry. That is okay. All of this to say, and I've said this before, you can't be all one thing all the time, right? We talked earlier about you can't be all rage all the time. It's totally unsustainable. And we're humans and we're complicated and you can't be all productive, all active, all fighting for justice all the time. You can want equality and still be 
sad sometimes. You may have a household of people to take care of and still feel angry or sad or disappointed or whatever. There's room. It may not seem like there's room, but there is. There's room for all of it. And that includes joy. You know, this is coming from a place of where I felt sad and didn't know what to do with it. But you can also feel joy alongside all of these emotions. So you can feel outraged and have a really good time with your friends. Uh, the, The day of the Women's March, I saw a bunch of women going to brunch and they had signs and they were gonna go have mimosas. And I was like, oh, is that... Is that okay? But you know, at the end of the day, yeah, we're, we're complicated, layered people. So I think it can all exist. So I also have to say this. Depression is different than feeling sad. If you are depressed, I earnestly encourage you to talk to someone. Talk to your friends. Talk to a professional. You are not alone. Breathing is good. It's, it's a good and fine tool to have in your arsenal, but you need more support than that. It's all well and good for me to say, everything's okay, it's all going to be fine. But the fact is, I don't know you, that, that's probably not enough, and sometimes it just isn't okay, not all on its own. So talk to someone you trust, let them help you find a professional, deep breaths. We all get sad. What do we do about it? Sometimes there's an instinct to fix it, right? Have you ever been with someone else who's crying? It's supremely uncomfortable, mostly because you want to fix it. You want them not to cry. So you might say, oh, it's okay. Don't cry or give them a tissue or try to give them solutions to make it better. And more often than not, as adults, we we really rarely see people cry. And it's it's exactly for that reason. We've all internalized how uncomfortable it makes other people. So we don't cry in front of other people, which, you know, actually makes me sad. Side note, if someone is crying, just let them. Don't don't shush them like a baby. You know, don't tell them how to fix it. Don't tell them anything. Just sit there. Just be there. Let them cry it out. You'll be okay. It is not a disease. Just make room for the emotion. It's all fine. And in our in ourselves, what happens when we feel sad? Again, that that instinct is often to just not, right? We avoid that feeling. We stuff it somewhere. We think about something else. We talk ourselves out of it in some way. Where do we go to the phone? We watch 10 puppies that forgot how to puppy or, you know, whatever, three porcupines who just can't. Or somehow we distract ourselves. I know I have a new habit of watching Instagram, watching people frost cakes. I don't know. It's very soothing. But we distract ourselves from whatever is going on inside. And then we kind of let it low level simmer underneath the surface of everything we're doing. So you feel sad about something and you buck up, chin up or whatever. And then you're commuting to work like a little sad and you're cooking a little sad and you're watching TV a little sad. And then a Hallmark commercial comes on and boom, that you're weeping, right? Or you watch This Is Us and then waterworks, right? I mean, that's why shows like that are so popular because a ton of us are walking around low level miserable and it feels really good to let it out and to feel it, but we're conditioned not to let ourselves do it. So we're introduced to then a fictional narrative that gives us an excuse. It gives us something acceptable to cry about, which is great. A good cry is good for you no matter what, physiologically, it's a great release no matter what you're crying about. 
but you could instead just, you know, feel your feelings when you feel them. And then you won't be like slowly stirring pasta while looking absentmindedly into the distance. Okay. So for most of us who are conditioned not to feel our feelings, it's not always so easy to access them, right? We've lived our whole lives doing things one way. And then one day someone says, no, go ahead, feel stuff. And sure. How do I find them, get them? We're not always bubbling over with emotions. Sometimes we're low level simmering. Sometimes we've covered those emotions with layers of other stuff like busyness or anger or arrogance or fear. Sometimes it's easier to feel those things than the more vulnerable things. What is my answer to all of this? My answer is always breathe. Always breathe. First of all, maybe start looking for the signals that emotions might be lurking somewhere. Have you snapped at your partner lately? Are your coworkers particularly annoying, right? Have you decided to watch all 13 seasons of Grey's Anatomy from the very beginning. I don't know anyone who's done that. It might be me. Or Bridget Jones, or Intervention, or Nature Shows. I mean, whatever is your go-to cry show. All of those things are clues. Clues that there is some emotion underneath there that you may have a little trouble accessing. So there are a couple of techniques I want to talk about. Um, One has a horrible acronym And one is about talking to yourself. Before we do that, I want to pause to thank you for listening to Yoga for the Revolution. You can find all episodes of the podcast on yogafortherevolution.org. You can talk to me on Facebook at facebook.com slash yogafortherevolution. Or follow us on Twitter at y underscore f underscore t underscore r. Easy to remember because that's yoga for the revolution, right? Y-F-T-R. Okay, so first, the horrible acronym is BRAFWA. I know, it's really bad, but you don't, you don't ever have to say BRAFWA out loud. It stands for Breathe, Relax, Feel, Watch, Allow. I have done a bunch of my yoga training at Kripalu uh, Yoga Center, which is a yoga and health center up in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. You can Google them, read all about them. I learned this acronym from them. The name is not great, but the technique itself is really solid. Emotions come in waves. If you've ever allowed yourself to really feel an emotion, you'll notice this. You feel something coming on, and if you don't stifle it or distract yourself, it builds and builds and builds and builds and builds like a wave and then breaks. And then you cry or smash your hand through a wall, not recommended, or whatever, you know, you reach your peak anxiety, and then, you know, then it kind of just recedes. You know, you watch This Is Us, you have a good cry, and then you're a little bit better. Brafwa is about not interrupting that flow and just just riding the wave. First, b is breathe. Breathing draws your attention to the moment. So instead of looking away, you were looking the moment right in the eye. The r is for relax. Can't force yourself to relax. In fact, if someone's upset and someone tells that person to relax, it's kind of just the worst. So this isn't about 
talking yourself out of having the feeling. It's more about letting go of the fear of having that feeling. So let me pause there for a second. We tell people to relax because we don't want to be confronted with that feeling. So we say, relax, which is another way of saying, don't have that feeling. But we want to do the opposite of that. We're like really trying to actually relax and not doing the the relax that means stop whatever you're doing. So we're, you know, generally afraid of feelings. So relax doesn't mean stop having that emotion. Instead, it's don't be afraid of that emotion. If you're clenching your jaw or holding your belly or clenching your fist, whatever it is, let your muscles release. Stop guarding against that emotion. Don't fight it. The F in brafwa is feel. So what do you feel? If you can't identify the feeling emotionally, you can do a body scan. A body scan is just, what do I feel in the body? Is my chest tight? How is my throat? Am I warm? Cold? Oftentimes, we hold emotions in in the body. So if you're about to cry and trying not to cry, you might really feel that in your throat, right? You get choked up. That's the reason why they call it that. So this phase, the feel phase, is just about identifying what you're feeling. The W is watch. So this is tricky for most everyone. Just notice. Don't judge it or tell a story about it. Just feel the things. So watch is where you get to be inquisitive. Notice things without judgment. Think, hmm, interesting. How about that? Just observe. You might imagine that you are watching yourself through a window or from high up above. So you're not in it, but you have some distance. You can see it with a little perspective. And that takes practice. Allow. The A is for allow. That just means give yourself permission. You know, remember earlier I mentioned, you know, do I even have a right to be sad? And the answer is yes. The answer is always yes at this phase. At this part of the process, just yes. You are allowed to feel this way. Your emotions are real and valid. Now, this isn't about the story. It's not about the reasons you might feel this way. So if you're angry and you're in an argument with someone, it's not like your anger is always justified and that you're right in the argument. It's I'm allowed to feel this way. Like before you react at all, before you respond, you have to feel first. So that feeling is legitimate. And then, you know, you can later do some investigation as to why and how to respond. But at this phase, there is no right or wrong. There's no should or shouldn't. If there's pain, let yourself feel pain. If there's sadness, let yourself feel sad. Giving yourself this permission actually allows the feeling to come and to go. Like a guest in your house, come on in, have dinner, and then leave of your own accord. It's a thing. It happens and it feels pretty good. That's that's riding the wave. So the second part is about talking to yourself. So that's that's this. Because of all of that, the breathe, relax, feel, watch, allow, that takes practice, right? Non-judgmental self-awareness is an incredibly profound technique and way of life. We all have the voice that is judging everything all the time. It's because we're human beings. Human beings discern. That is what we do. We have the capacity for critical thought. Not judging and just being aware is 
if you're new at it, is incredibly challenging. Even practiced, still very challenging. All of that to say, if you're not good at it on the first take, don't give up. And it is especially challenging when you're attempting to feel something solidly in the moment it is actually happening or coming to you. If you are standing on the shore and that wave is coming and it feels like a tidal wave and it bowls you over and you're underwater for a minute, that's a really hard time to say, hmm, interesting. What can I learn about this emotion? (laughs) Right? Like really, you're just panicking and trying to breathe. That said, with practice you'll be able to be a little bit more calm in reaction to that emotion and then, you know, kind of go through the breathe, relax, feel, watch, allow. If you have been looking and finding clues, like those being irritated or staring off into the middle distance kind of clues, then here's something you can do and get a little more information from yourself. It's really a way of practicing, kind of like building trust with yourself. And that is simply to take five minutes to feel. You can do it in the morning, first thing, before coffee, or do it after you work out. You can pretend you're stretching, but really you're feeling and no one has to know. (laughs) Uh, Or do it at night, It, it doesn't matter. Do it on the subway. But it helps to do it a little at a time and over and over. Find somewhere pretty free from distraction, as much as that is possible. So no phone, no kids, no partner, whatever. Give the kids a snack, walk the dog, sit in the bathroom. I know for a lot of folks, that's kind of the only place where you might have time and privacy. And we're just looking at first for five minutes and you can sit. Sit and breathe and just make room. Make room for feelings. There's no um, to-do. There's no like, oh, now I'm going to do five minutes of blah. If you have a challenge, if it's hard to just sit for five minutes, then you can do a breathing technique, right? Maybe you do the counting one or some other breathing technique. And it's really just about creating that room and maybe nothing comes up right away. That's fine, but you're giving yourself the time and space without being distracted by other things. You can even talk to yourself. So (laughs) this is the talking to yourself part. And this This works for me. It can be a little kooky for people. You don't have to do it this way, but sometimes when I just sit and I don't do anything else, my brain goes to to-do lists or I start feeling like, shouldn't I be in some other state of being right now, right? Like I think that meditation is some other thing other than it is, which is just sitting there and just making room and not doing anything. Doing nothing is really the hardest thing. So sometimes I'll do this. Hey, self, I know I don't always listen. I'm busy. There are a lot of reasons. But I'm here right now. I'm listening. And then just wait, right? And if your to-do list comes in, you start thinking of other things. That's what is to be expected. But just come back. Say again, okay, I thought of a thing but I'm back now, I'm here, I'm listening. Five minutes, that's it. Check in with yourself. Ask yourself how you're doing and mean it. Give yourself time to feel a real response to that question. That's it. 
take those five minutes. Let me know how it goes. Find me on Facebook. Find me on Twitter. Send me a note on the website. Let me know how it goes. I, I do. I am curious how this works for you. Until next time, keep breathing and we'll live to fight another day. It's all right to cry, little boy. I know some big boys that cry too. <laughs>